48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. The hospital authority warns that services will have to be cut if staff are diverted to deal with a rise in COVID cases. John Lee meets Vietnam's leader as he hails close links with Hanoi. And the Labour minister plays down concerns that importing carers will undermine local workers. The hospital authority's chief executive, Tony Coe, says some services will inevitably have to be cut if the number of COVID cases remains high. The daily caseload has risen to more than 8,000 for the past two days. And Mr Coe says it's worrying that infections are spiking more quickly now than during the more recent, most recent uptick two months ago. He says the authority has plans to deal with an upsurge. We have engaged various private medical services. For example, we have been sending patients to the private hospitals to continue the care. And at the same time, for some of the elderly holding centres and also some of the telemedicine service, we have engaged private medical practitioners and organisations to help us to provide a service. Mr Coe said some elective surgeries and diagnostic appointments could be cancelled. The chief executive, John Lee, has met Vietnam's president, Nguyen Chuan Phuc, on the sidelines of the APEC summit in Bangkok. Both leaders described the territories as very close partners. Mr Nguyen said the volume of bilateral trade had risen by almost a quarter in the first nine months of this year to top 25 billion US dollars. He spoke through an interpreter. Even though Hong Kong is not a state, but the relations in Vietnam and Hong Kong are, t- are very tight. And Hong Kong is a top trading partner of Vietnam. You are no second to any ASEAN country. And uh, we enjoy more than 2,000 projects from Hong Kong uh, worth more, nearly 30 billion US dollars in Vietnam. And I think we can discuss the many measures in order to strengthen the sound and long-standing ties between Vietnam and Hong Kong. On Facebook, Mr Lee wrote that he was confident ties with Vietnam would continue to prosper. The Labour Minister, Chris Sun, says he's confident that the government will meet the chief executive's goal of luring 35,000 talented people to move to Hong Kong in each of the next three years. John Lee set the goal in his maiden policy address. Mr Sun also played down concerns from unions about another scheme announced in the policy speech to allow all care homes to recruit staff outside the SAR. He says local workers won't be undermined. The basic starting point is we're going to accord priority to local workers, uh, but given all our efforts, if we're still unable to fill the short shortage, we have to consider importing a suitable number of outside workers to help in that direction, of course, we are going to extend the scheme from currently just applying to private homes to include the subsidized homes as well. We also to look at the, the ratio between local workers and uh, imported workers. A judge in California has sentenced Elizabeth Holmes, the disgraced founder of the technology startup Theranos, to more than 11 years in jail for fraud. Her lawyers had requested a maximum sentence of 18 months under house arrest. She's expected to appeal against the sentence. Michael Liedke has been covering the trial for the Associated Press. Silicon Valley has a long history of of hype and excitement about products, and she's certainly engaged in that. But somewhere she crossed the line, and you can see the judge, before he pronounced this harsh sentence on her of 11 years in prison, that he was musing, where, where did she go wrong? Was it a case of, you know, uh, of, of, he didn't think it was a case of greed so much as like she, she had a, she got intoxicated by fame and she loved the attention. 
Votes are being cast in parliamentary polls in Malaysia, with the outcome expected to be close. Voters queued in the rain in Kuala Lumpur. The election was called ahead of schedule by the Prime Minister, Ismail Sabri Yaqub. His party, Humo, is hoping to consolidate its hold on power. The lowering of the voting age from 21 to 18 would enable millions of young people to cast their ballots for the first time. Casting his vote this morning, veteran opposition leader Anwar Ibrahim said he expected a boost from the youth vote. Now I've said I'm cautiously optimistic based on the assessment and the level of enthusiastic support from the general public, particularly the young. And now to the weather. It'll be mainly fine with sunny periods. The maximum temperature will be around 28 degrees, moderate east to northeasterly winds, and the outlook mainly fine tomorrow. It'll be cloudy in the following few days, showers midweek next week. And currently the temperature is 27 degrees Celsius, the relative humidity 68%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Crucial climate talks at the COP27 summit in Egypt have been extended for another day as governments argue over how to compensate poorer countries ravaged by increasingly extreme weather. The European Union has proposed the creation of a fund to help the most vulnerable nations, but it wants big emitters like China to contribute as well, and not just the West. The Egyptian president of the summit, Sameh Shukri, said he was concerned at the number of outstanding issues to be resolved. While work has advanced at both the technical and political levels, we are not where we need to be in order to close this conference with tangible and robust outcomes. I urge parties to work together to resolve the outstanding issues in the open agenda items as swiftly as possible, as a resolution of these issues will feed into finalization of the cover decisions. Donald Trump has angrily condemned the appointment of an independent lawyer to investigate cases against him as appalling, corrupt and highly political. He told an audience at his Mar-a-Lago home in Florida that it was part of the weaponization of the Justice Department. I thought the investigation with the document hoax was dying or dead or over, and the investigation into January 6th in my very peaceful and patriotic speech, remember? was dead only to find out that the corrupt and highly political Justice Department just appointed a super radical left special counsel, better referred to as a special prosecutor, to start the process all over again. We thought it was just about dead. Earlier, the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland said the appointment was needed because both Mr. Trump and President Biden were expected to stand in the next election. The North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has been pictured with his daughter for the first time. State media has never before mentioned or confirmed the existence of Kim's children. The photographs showed the pair hand-in-hand inspecting Friday's launch of an intercontinental ballistic missile. State news agency KCNA did not name the girl. To sport, and ahead of the World Cup kickoff tomorrow night, the former England captain and BBC host Carrie Lineker has said he will be in in Qatar to report and not support the tournament. The host nation has been criticised for its stance on same-sex relationships, its human rights record and treatment of migrant workers. Well, I think it is tainted. There's a kind of queasy feeling around it at, at the moment. This is one of the like, richest places in the entire planet. So if there's anywhere that could look after workers, it, it, it should be here. So it's, it's, it's bemusing in many ways. Meanwhile, alcohol will not be sold inside the eight stadiums hosting the tournament after FIFA changed its policy just two days before the kickoff. 
The former Senegal star El Hadj Diouf has said the team will do everything they can to make Sadio Mane proud. On Thursday, it was confirmed the two-time African Footballer of the Year would miss the tournament with a knee injury. Diouf, who was part of the Senegal side that reached the quarter-final in 2002, says Mane is a difference-maker, but has challenged the side to show the whole world what the African champions can do, and is backing Mane to come back stronger. I talk to him uh, every day. I talk to him every day, and he's a good brother of me. And uh, like what they say, Sadio is a uh, he believe in God, and uh, if this thing happened because God wants it, and uh, I think so. Uh, every time we talk, we're talking about him, uh, he's coming back more stronger, and I think so. Sadio gonna be more stronger when 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 he came back. And. Samoa will make history tonight with their first appearance in the Men's Rugby League World Cup final. They're up against defending champions Australia, who are aiming to win a third consecutive World Cup. Samoa knocked out hosts England in a dramatic semi-final, and captain Junior Paolo says the players have been buoyed by the reaction to their progress among the country's 200,000 population back home. Probably one of the biggest moments in the history of Samoa Rugby League and probably sport as in general as well. So, uh, social media nowadays, we've been able to see the parades that are going on back home. I've actually got sent a photo this morning of uh, my dad's village back in Samoa and they've decorated the whole village. And it's those little moments that you don't realise how much of an impact that we actually do have. And quite thankful for uh, Rugby League for giving us this opportunity because we do understand the sacrifices that our grandparents and our parents made. Yeah, it's going to be quite an emotional one as well. And now to end the news, the top stories once again. The Hospital Authority's Chief Executive, Tony Coe, says some services will inevitably have to be cut if the number of COVID cases remains high. John Lee meets Vietnam's leader as he hails close links between Hong Kong and Hanoi. And the Labour Minister plays down concerns that importing carers will undermine local workers. And you've been listening to the news on RTHK.